We all step through thresholds, doorways of change in our lives, leading to new challenges, losses, opportunities, life lessons, and life seasons. At the red door is how we walk through. Red demands that you take notice. It inspires action and survival. From the community with love, strength, sometimes fear, but always with power, this is founder and the host of At The Red Door, Raquel J. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Now, let's get moving. At The Red Door would like to welcome you to our first episode of 2020. Words. Words are powerful. Words can inspire. Words can cut. And they can lead all at the same time. We can choose how they are presented, but it's important to have the right tools and resources to do that with. I want to welcome an award-winning author and publisher, Paulette Harper. Also community, Paulette is providing us with a free gift, but you must listen until the entire podcast is complete. Again, we want to welcome, welcome, welcome you into our community. I want to welcome you to At The Red Door. Uh, you and I have known each other. Oh, my goodness. I started Bam. trying to compute for when. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it, I think it's been like almost 10 years. So I know that it's been a long time. Yeah. And, um, I, I just, uh, I had a book club. And actually, uh, the book club is still going on. Is it? Okay. It is. You and I first... Um, connected it was because you had written a book yes excuse me yeah Uh, my very first book that was in this is now this broken vessel restored and um, I was a um, debut author trying to find readers trying to find my place in this big old gigantic publishing industry looking for book clubs and people to, um, you know, really take a chance on this first time author. And um, it was a journey. It really was. But it was one that I welcomed. And, um, you know, I don't know if, you know, writers understand the work that goes into trying to get an audience trying to find find readers outside of your family and your friends and yeah, because, um, because I think what normally happens is we assume we're going to write our story and that people are just going to come yeah and it, it <laughs> just doesn't it just doesn't happen like that you know I mean 
people that have written tons, you know, 10, 15, 20 books, they have built a follower of, of readers, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they can, um, you know, rely on them to purchase books, but they still have to promote and find other readers, you know, and so it's an ongoing process. And so you're right. Some um, aspiring writers think it's just about writing the book, but no, the work really is about finding an audience that can trust you uh, with, with your words, you know, and want to embrace what you have to say. You know, words are so critical and they can make or break someone. Mm-hmm. Um, they can tell a, a story. They can tell yours. Now, yeah. I, I, I recall some of the history behind why, why you wrote your first book. But can you tell our, our listeners, and this is about community, can you tell our community what transpired to get you to write your experience, the words to paper? Yeah. So um, I had been married to a pastor for 23 years and we ended up um, going through a divorce. And so during the time where I was going through my divorce, um, as a believer, you always want to you you always know that there is a lesson in, in every trial and test that you go through. Yeah. And so being a, a believer and, and a minister of the gospel, I had to trust that God wasn't allowing me to go through what I was facing in vain. And it was a very dark season for my, it was a very dark place that I was in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when you get married, you don't, you're not supposed to have a plan B, you know, right. and, and, and I didn't, you know, and so being in that place of, of, of darkness, meaning that, um, I was in a place of just really being unsure about myself, really a place of uncertainty about, you know, my life and the direction in which it was going to go. I mean, we had been pastoring together and we had ministry mm-hmm. together. And so that ended. And so that meant, you know, I had to find another church home and whatnot. And so um, in that whole process of really trying to discover or really, really rediscover Paulette, um, I had to find out who God was in me and who he was going to be in that, you know, and what I was going through. And so the words that I, I started penning was really about my own trans transition. It Mm -hmm. was about, you know, the place in which God was taking me from to the place where God was leading me to. And so um, with that, it was about rediscovering who I was, but really realizing that God still had a purpose for my life because that was one of the things that I struggled when I was going through the divorce, uh, what was my purpose? Because my yes. my purpose was tied into a ministry. It was tied into another man. Um, it was um, engulfed mm. in all of my other outside surroundings. But really, um, my purpose was always and had to be in God. And that was one lesson that I learned that I had 
placed, you know, man and ministry on the throne of my heart. And that was yes. where God needed to be at, you yes. know, and so when those things were removed from me. That's where the depression came in. That's mm-hmm. where the suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts came in. Mm-hmm. That's where that dark place um, came in, that place of uncertainty where I was wavering uh, in who I was and in my strength and my abilities. And so I had, um, um, I was talking to one of my girlfriends one day and I said, you know what, I just, I don't think God is um, allowing me to face this, you know, for no reason at all. There's always a a purpose for what he's doing, what he allows to do in our lives, you know, and I said one, I said to her, I said, you know what, I think God want me to write a book. And I just said it, it just flowed out of my (laughs) mouth as easily as I'm talking to you today, you know, and not really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You put it in our spirit. Come on. on Exactly. Yeah. you, You heard the calling. Yeah, you're willing to do the work because it is work. Oh, yeah, it is. It is it, work. It, it, it is work. And, you know, and when you're writing a story about you, mm-hmm. it changes the trajectory of your life because here you're now you have to go back to a place that was was a very painful spot for you. Yes. Because now you're talking about those painful memories that got you to where you are, you know. And so when uh, when I started writing my book, I had to go back to those places that brought me pain, that brought me anguish and tears. And it was moments that I had to relive it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can so so relate. Yeah. And so in, in those moments, I could tell about you know, this is what I, um, what I had to deal with. One of uh, my longest chapters in that first book is, uh, it's entitled um, um, Identifying Strongholds. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that was the, the warfare that I was dealing with, what I was going through in that season in my life. It was a spiritual warfare. It was either going to, I was either going to succumb to that or I was going to have to get over, I was going to have to, you know, maneuver my way through it and find the grace and the power to get through it, you know. And so um, in writing that story, I had to, you know, relive some moments and some conversations and some people that had um, hurt me in that process, you know? Yes. And so uh, writing that story and then once I wrote it and I, I read it from page one all the way to the end and I paused and I just could only thank God that he allowed me to walk that pathway to walk Mm. that journey Mm. that I wrote my story and I wrote my truth it was my truth you know and so in that I saw the power of God and I saw the grace of God and I saw the hand of God and I saw that he had uh, empowered me to live through it. And he had given me the strength to endure it. It was an amazing, amazing journey. But writing those words and writing those stories, it, it takes you to a place where you have to relive those moments. But you know what? God gives you the grace to be able to do it. And had I not said yes to God, 
I would not be on this podcast. Mm. I would not have written eleven more books. Say I would yes, not. Yes. I would. I would not be coaching other authors how to write their transformational story. I would not be ministering. There are so many things that was attached to me saying yes to God. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Woo. Woo. Mm-hmm. And yet, when I read some of your book, mm-hmm. I said, "I'm not alone." No. There are others who have gone through this transition. Yeah. Because it's a transition. Transition is also about change. Yeah. And um, you made it. Oh, my God. Okay. Only, only by the grace of God. Only. Only by the grace of God. You know, and you're right. We, we're not alone. There are so many of us that are walking the same path. And we think we are alone. We think, you know, nobody else is, is going through any, any of this. But once we start sharing and start telling our own story, people will see, you know what, I'm not by myself. And the thing that, you know, when, when I say yes, okay, I'm going to write my story. And it's all, it's the good, it's the bad, it's all the, the battles and, and what I, you know, how I wanted to, you know, and all of that. Um, I, I remember I had, um, I had gotten a call from a reader and, you know, when you, when I wrote my first book on the back of my cover, Mm -hmm. uh, I've changed my cover since then, but I had, you know, the contact Paulette girl, I had my phone number. Uh, you 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 grow and you learn right, as you right. as you grow in your generosity. You know, don't do that. So, I love I, it. I love it because you talked about a couple of things. You talked about how many books you've written so far mm-hmm. uh, up to this point, and then you also b- talked about transparency of and, and you also talked about how you lived and learned through the process. Yeah. Oh yeah. So tell oh. us when you first began as this newbie writer, what were your um, thought process around how you were going to get this book out. Oh my and God. And then the reality versus the reality of what happened. Yeah. Well, when I uh, started writing, I write um, chapter chapter stories or chapter books. And so um, I didn't know no, I didn't know anyone who had written a book before. I had no author friends at that time. So I was just, you know, I was a learner, you know. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, I, how I put my, my story together was um, I, be, I based it on my titles, my chapter titles. So my first chapter title was uh, Built to Stand Through It All. And so I found scriptures, you know, and I related, you know, what I had gone through about standing and whatnot yes. based on my title. And that's how I wrote. That's how I write nonfiction. And so I get a title. And I work my content around my title. Mm. And so, yeah. And so that's how I teach. Okay. That's how I teach my, okay. my, my clients how to write their stories. And so um, anyway, so I knew, um, you know, when I finished my first chapter, my, my second chapter, whatever that title was, I knew, you know, the direction in which I was going to be going. So I had a focus, you know, Okay. and so, um, 
with my first book because I didn't um, I didn't know about self-publishing. And so um, at that time, I mean, people were self-publishing, but people were also getting, you know, going through traditional publishers. They, right. were, they were going through, you know, subsidiary publishers. And so I went through I went through, you know, a um uh, take publishing to publish my book, you know, and so that experience was it worked for me, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, they published my book and whatnot, and and so that process of of finding, you know, a, a publisher, uh, you know, worked in my favor. But I learned after I learned after that, you know what. I could learn how to self-publish myself. I could learn how to do this myself. And that's what I did. I, I taught myself I how, to, how to self-publish my own books. And so, and, and so I did that. And, um, you know, um, so, so how I, many books in did you begin to realize that you can do the self-publishing? Oh girl, it was right after I did my, my first really? book. Yeah. It was, I lo- real. I love it. Okay. I, I, I learned how to do it, you know, because I, you know, at that time, you know, I had was I, I knew authors then, you know, yes. I had friends who were now authors and I was on Facebook and <laughs> I was I was, you know, doing the circuit going here and there. So I was right. learning in the process, you know, and some of them had, were self-published authors. And so, you know, I'm following them. I'm seeing how they doing it. And I'm thinking, OK, I could, I could do this. I could do this. And right. Stuff, you know, so I learned how to do it. And so. The thing about, you know, with, um, you know, when when authors are publishing, you know, self-publishing now, authors are so eager to get a book out that they don't learn the art of self-publishing. And so all they want to do is write a book and say, I'm an author, but your book is all jacked up. Your right. book has a lot of errors in it. Your cover <laughs> looks like it's it's all pulled up. I mean, so those things are, you Our know, part. yeah, you know, and so you have to really learn how to self-publish. And this is why I like to coach because when I'm coaching aspiring authors, I tell them, I want to teach you so good that you won't need me the second time you write your book. All right. And so you know, that and then, reminds me of one thing I've always told my children, that you must get around people that are doing things better or more things than you to be able to learn. Because you won't, don't want to be around just the same, the people that are doing the same thing as you, which may not be a lot, or it could mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. need to be around people that are understanding different practices and making different moves that you can learn so that as you elevate up, you are transitioning yourself to do better work. Yes, yes, most definitely, definitely, you know, and, and even though I've written, you know, um, you know, some books and. And So how many books total have you written? I have 11 books and. And how many, uh, because you are an award-winning author. Yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, yeah, let's speak it up. Okay, okay, okay. I have uh, two award-winning books. One is my uh, nonfiction book called Completely Whole. And that one, second place for a reader's favorite. Wonderful. And yes, and then I wrote uh, my first novel, 
which is Secret Places Revealed. And my first novel won the 2017 Best Inspirational Romance. And girl, you don't know what that meant for me. I oh know. my God. Because it's it's in the it's Christian fiction. And I had after I had written most majority, the majority of my books are all nonfiction. And when I, when I was writing my, um, in fact, when I was writing completely whole, I just had this unction. I said, man, I want to write a fiction novel. And I'm like, you know, I I love, I love reading romance and whatnot, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought, man, I just really want to write a fiction book. And I'm like, you know what? write a fiction book girl I didn't know nothing about writing fiction I knew <laughs> I knew there were all I knew I, at this time you know I, I knew Christian f- fiction authors right. I had started reading their books I had been connected with them and stuff you know but at the 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 um the art of fiction is not like nonfiction. it's totally different you know and, and so, so you went in cold turkey just just writing that's how I that's how that's how I did with nonfiction. okay <laughs> I went exactly hey, you just stepped right on it in water. I did. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, because you know, when you're writing nonfiction, you know, you're writing from, you know, um real life experiences, yes. real stories yes. when you're writing nonfiction. And then when you're writing fiction, you have to you have to have the plot. You have yes. to have a storyline. You have to have dialogue. You got to have characters. You got to have story scenes. I mean, you got to have all these, all these elements. The visual aids. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes up this book. And it mm-hmm. has to be believable Draws to the reader. Mm-hmm. You have to draw people in. Mm-hmm. And then if you have scenes in there, you got to have scenes that are relevant to people. You got to, you got to, if you got to do some research, if you put in some content in there about places, right. I mean, you got you to gotta have things on point. Okay. Right. right. And so um, I what? probably had maybe about four editors on that book. Okay. Because when you're writing fiction, um, I know, I know how to write, I can write a story, mm-hmm. but it's the editors that know how to develop it and help you develop the story. And so how did you get your editors? And then also tell us, you, you've written both nonfiction and fiction. And what speaks to you more? Um, Let's talk how about your I... editors first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my editors um, came as um, a result of references. Um, my editors came as a result of me going to Amazon and looking up some of the other authors that I knew had written Christian fiction books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I looked to see who edited their books. Okay. So you did so your research. I, I did my research. Okay. And so once I I connected with those editors, I saw the books that they had edited. Um, I got, you know, referrals from other authors and whatnot. And so I picked them based on that. And so um they made Secret Place and Reveal look so wonderful that it won an award. And so because that that book won an award. I mean, I was up against some um, known name Christian fiction authors. 
And you don't know that when I saw that I had won, it was like, oh, God, that's amazing. <laughs> it meant Your so work. much. Oh, God, it was amazing. You Your know? Work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's how I find my, that's how I found, found my editors. And that's really how I, how I found, you know, my cover artists as well, the graphic designers for my covers and, okay. and the formatters and whatnot. So I, I, these same people that helped me, you know, um, you know, edit my book, do my book covers for me and my formatting. These are the same, you know, my same professional people that I use uh, when I'm coaching, you know, my aspiring authors, I send them to them because Okay. I know their work. I trust them, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. And so and, then, mm, go ahead. And, and so I was going to say, you have this knowledge and experience on a very high level. What to you um, is your preference in regards to writing? Is it nonfiction or fiction? Um, you know what? Uh, most of my clients are nonfiction. Okay. Most of them are, you know, Um, I don't know uh, enough on the side to teach anybody how to how to write a fiction book because I just wrote one and I still you got so much to learn about writing fiction and stuff, you know, but as as far as having a creative mind to -hmm. write a fiction novel Mm -hmm. and to have characters that talk to you. That is amazing. When I was writing, I'll tell you this story. When I was writing my fiction novel, I would hear the uh, other fiction writers talk about how the characters was just speaking to them and yes. they couldn't go to sleep at night. And these characters had them uh, talking and st- And I'm like, that ain't even happened to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, why can this happen to me? Why can that happen to me? But girl, I had that, ex- I had that experience. I finally got to say that happened to me Very um good. you know and so because the characters start talking to you they they kind of this is how you develop them they they just yes. have this dialogue going in your mind with one another you know yes and so to be girl it's amazing how god just downloads things to our minds and how creative our minds can be when we just sit and, and just wait for him to just keep giving us stuff, you know? Yes. And so, I have I, been a lover of books all my life. Yeah. I yeah. have been, and when, at an early age, I, I just love to read. I, for me, when you talk about the authors um, having the, the actual characters speak to them, when I read, I, the, the actual characters are playing in front of me. As if it's an actual theater production. I've always nice. been able to see it like that. Nice. So I know I get myself intertwined into the book. And yeah. If, you're, if it's really good, I'm just like, I can finish a book in a night. So I wow. understand yeah. that pilgrimage to, yeah. to do that work. Have you, um, what does writing energize or exhaust you? Writing is is so therapeutic and it energizes me, especially when I sit back and I think how many books that I've written. I think about, oh my God, that's that's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very energizing when you can write a book and it has so much substance in it. 
and a book that's going to be entertaining. I'm talking about fiction that's going to be so entertaining to the reader, you know, right? and it's going to speak to the reader. And I always think about when I'm reading a, when, when I'm reading somebody else's book and I'm drawn in and I pulled in and I start talking about the characters, you know, right, and, right. and I have this love hate relationship with the characters and stuff. <laughs> right. You know that that's a good book. You, you know, know that's what I'm a saying? Good book. <laughs> yeah. You know, or you just can't put it down, you know, but you know, yes. and then when you, when, then when I'm writing my, my inspirational stories, those come from the depths of my heart. Those come from my own personal experiences with, with life and with God and, and what he has allowed me to experience, you know, and so both of them bring energy to me, you know, it's just, it just, they just come from a different angle. Yes, I love that. So do you have any, have you ever gotten writer's block? Um, Somebody asked me that today, because they, uh, one of my sister friends knew I was going to be speaking with you and she is wanting to write. And so Mm -hmm. she asked me to ask. Yeah. You know what? Um, If I I had, I haven't had writer's block, Mm -hmm. but I, but I know some people, they, you know, if they're in a place where um, I know there's things that you can do to get inspired, you know, And so, you know, reading is one of them. Listening to music is one of them, you know, reading the newspaper, you know, uh, finding something on the Internet relating to, you know, your story and whatnot. Um, I love those tips. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And so I know that um, reading helps me. You know, when I'm reading other people's stories, you know, and it keeps me um, um, knowledgeable. It keeps me in a creative mindset and um, it keeps really me inspired to be able to, you know, um, go back to writing my stories. So then how many hours a day do you normally write when you're in the process, in the thrones of the actual writing process? Well, you know what, when I wrote, um, wow, it took me, with with Secret Places Revealed, it probably took me about, ooh, maybe about six months to write that book, six or seven months to write that book. Okay. And so, um, you know, when you're, because I'm not, I, I don't, you know, I'm not a seasoned fiction writer. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but when it comes to but when it comes to nonfiction, that's a different story because you're writing from your own personal experiences. Right. And so, you know, I can I can depending on how much content that I want to write in my nonfiction. Um, I have a, a an ebook. Um, um, yeah, I have an ebook on a faith for every mountain. Okay. And and so it's probably maybe maybe about 50 60 pages if I can if if it's that many and stuff, you know. So, uh because I'm familiar with faith, I'm familiar with trials and testing. So, that particular ebook um didn't take me very long to write, you know. Okay. So, so what are the best ways then to market some of your books? What have you uh, you have an ebook you said which is a different format? Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. what are other 
avenues that you've tried and other marketing tools that you've used to Mm -hmm. get your books out there? Yeah, well, um, in addition to being a award-winning author, I also also have an online business called Virtual Book Tours in which... Yeah. And so that business um, allows me the opportunity to help promote other authors. And so I do that by way of of, um, soliciting bloggers and radio shows to feature um, my clients. And so that's one way. So I use bloggers to do that. And so um, when the uh, bloggers are featuring the authors on their blogs, you have you have, you know, thousands of readers and visitors coming to these blogs daily looking for content. And so when I can present an author on these blogs, it's, it's, it's great exposure for them. It's massive exposure for the author. Right. And so I've, I've always done virtual book tours for my books. I have, you know, done vending for my books as well. I've gone to different conferences. Um, you know, I, I go to, well, now a lot of the bookstores are, you know, are exempt, you know, they're closed and so you have to learn how to be very creative. And so I've done, you know, signings at Barnes and I mean, uh, well, we still do have a Barnes and Noble, so I've done signings there, but I also have gone to start uh, to Pete's coffee. I've done a Mm -hmm, book signing, mm -hmm. coffee and stuff, you know? And so, um, you just have to, you, you, there's, you know, online, there's um, a lot of free, you know, promotional opportunities that you can do. And then of course there's paid advertisement, but you really have to have a, a marketing plan for your book because outside of mm. your family and friends, you, you have to reach other masses. And right. so that, that means you got to be creative about how you're going to get your, your book into the hands of people. And so I'm always looking for if there's, um, you know, a conference going on, uh, a women's event going on, I'm, 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 you know, connecting with the, um, the planner and asking them, are you having vendors there? Can I come be a vendor? And so you have to be creative and find places where you can, you know, be uh, a vendor and sell your books. So it really requires you to think and visionary in regards to how you continue to keep this, the process rolling because it's oh, a never yeah. ending component. Yeah. What then is the best money you've ever spent as a writer? The best money I've ever spent really as a writer is hiring professional editors. Mm. Got it. Yes. That's the best money. Yes. Because if you hire professional editors to do quality work on your book, you're going to, you're not going to have readers you know, giving you bad reviews on Amazon. Right, right. You're not, you're not going to have it. You're not going to have people on Facebook saying something bad about your book. Now, they may not mention the name of the book or the author, but when you hear people saying they book needed editing and whatnot, so it's really about hiring a professional professional people not your mama not your not <laughs> your, your brother not your cousin <laughs> not your grandmama right not even not even you you know right. and I, I've I've you know I've worked with you know when when I'm promoting authors um you know I ask people you know is your book professionally edited yes okay and 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 it and and you know one 
one lady said, well, you know, I edited my own book. I said, you know, that that doesn't qualify uh-huh. because mm-hmm. you're you too close to the story. Right. And your mm-hmm. eyes are not going to see what somebody else's eyes are going to see. Yes. The and skin so, is in the game. And, and when, you, when you only see it from that one dimension, it's yeah. hard to step out. It is. It really is. It really is. And so I I tell, you know, my clients um, when I'm, you know, coaching them, um, they go through several rounds of edits, you know, yeah. uh, with a developmental editor. It could be two and three rounds with the, just the development of the book, you know, and then the proofreader is going to go through a couple of rounds. So your book can go through five rounds of edits before it's even ready to be published. Mm. And so authors have to be patient with that process. I I love that. that. What other things do they have to do? Because sometimes patience is not it. We want to get that book published. Exactly. Get it out to everybody. We want to hurry up and just, just put it out there and have all those people come running to our door. As right. You said that doesn't that does not happen that way. What no. other things should we be looking for or thinking about when we're talking about actually writing this book and then trying to get it published? Yeah, well, you know, one one of the other things you need to look for is that to really have a real nice book cover. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. And so that really does make a difference. You want to make sure that your book cover is really a reflective of what your book is about you know, and so having someone that's, that's, uh, you know, uh, skilled in being a a graphics, um, you know, my, my book covers, um, are from really stock photo from my graphics designer. And so, um, but they know how to put the books together. You know what I'm saying? They know how to, they know how to, you know, put the, 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 the stock photo together that it doesn't look like it's self-published. And that's right. really, that's really what aspiring authors should really um, strive for that. Even though I am self-publishing my book, it doesn't have to look like I self-publish. It doesn't have to look that I look like that. I've just rushed through this process just because I want to say that I'm an author, you know, yeah, because you want to do quality work. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to do quality work and you're going to really own the title of being an author, do the work, do the research, hire the professionals, you know, hire a book coach if you don't know how to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you really need to do, um, take those steps so that when you do release your book, that you are proud of it, you know? Yes. You, you you proud to say, man, I wrote this book and it's no an extension book, of you. It's it's definitely an extension of you, you know, and um and it is it's not gonna be a hundred percent, you know what I'm saying? But right. you wanna make it at least close to it as possible. You close know close to it as possible. Yeah. yeah, you know, I have several manuscripts that I've started. And that was that's uh, another question because okay, do you have unpublished <laughs> and half published. I books? do, I do, <laughs> yeah. Do I think every, and put them yeah. down, or do you yeah. decide that maybe you're going to bring some of those together? What are your thought processes around that? Well, um, I guess you, you know, you can 
put some pieces together. You can do that, I guess, if they, you know, if they work for you like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I do. I have several manuscripts that I've started and I'm just kind of put, put aside and then I started, you know, uh, on something else and, and whatnot. But um, I have one manuscript that um, I'm like six chapters in okay. now. And I know that if I just sit myself down and just really say, you know what, I need to get done with this. And this, this, is, a, this is something else for, you know, aspiring authors, having a goal and having a deadline. Because mm-hmm. without one, you'll say you want to write a book in five years and pass by and you're still saying, I want to write a book. Yes, that is so, so true. Yeah. So really having that goal and having that deadline. Yeah, we have goals. Sometimes we don't attach the deadline, the, the deadlines to them. And you like you've got and to you, finish this you got at to. some point. Yeah, you really do. You know, one of uh, um, I think I had asked that question to some of my author friends on Facebook about having unpublished works and whatnot. And a couple of my author friends, I love their response. They said that they don't start another book until that one book is done. And oh, I love wow. that. I, I love that because it's discipline. It right. forces you to finish one book at a time. So you put out on Facebook, you like, what is, because I, I do, every year I do a word or words that connect me to what I, my purpose is for that year. And I told you, mine was consistency. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason being, because I am a person who starts many things, Mm-hmm. And then sometimes <laughs> don't finish it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that is truly uh, a gift. And to understand the purpose behind doing that is that the mm-hmm. commitment to yourself to finish the product that you started yeah. to be able to then to, to transition to the next, the next, whatever that may be. Like you said, yeah. different projects, whether it's a book or not. I think that that is so uh, important. Yeah, in, it in, is. The pro- in the process of publishing, because you have been dealing with publishing industries, etc. Is there any or have you experienced any unethical practices that that, you know, people need to look out for? Oh, yeah, especially when, um, you know, for aspiring authors, you know, they're so eager to get their books out there, mm-hmm. people promising you know, that they're going to publish their books, people promising, you know, they're going to do all these things for them and people just taking their money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you have to really, um, if you're going to get into the industry, you got to do the research, you got to get references, you know, you got to, you know, check, um, you know, your resources and whatnot. And so unethical, yeah. It's a lot of people taking advantage of aspiring authors, um, you know, saying that they're going to publish their books or uh, promising them that they're going to do certain things and then they don't. You know, um, I, I've, I've talked to, um, you know, a couple people um, and, and, you know, sharing with them what I do as a coach. And so, um, you know, there was one particular person that had reached out to me. And so she was telling me about her experience and she had hired someone to, um, I think do the graphics on her book or do her book cover or something like that, you know, and they didn't come through. So, but she had already spent the money 
Okay, right. it was one of those upfront things, you know, pay right. me first. And mm-hmm. so she never did get her project, you know, her her book. Um, um, and so anyways, when she came to me, she was explaining to me what um, what had happened. And I told her, I said, we, we had I had told her about me helping her coach, helping, you know, me coaching her through this process, but she right. didn't want it, you know, and I said, this is one of the reasons why you needed a coach, because I'm not going to uh, lead you to somebody who's not going to deliver. Yeah. See, and so there's more to, to coaching someone than just, you know, me telling you what to do. It's me introducing you to people you can trust with your book. So, Paulette, how can people get connected to you? Because I think that um, you are so right. It is like making sure you have someone that can hold your hand through a process that you've never experienced before. And it's always great to get someone that has been there, that has experience and the knowledge like yourself. How can people get connected to the work and to you in regards to your coaching? Yeah. So people can actually um, connect with me either on Facebook or my email. I have a, my website is being uh, re, uh, recreated. So people can connect with me via email, which is um, pharperjohnson at gmail.com. Okay. And so either Facebook or Twitter or IG under, um, on Facebook, I'm under uh, Pastor Paul at Harper, Pastor P. Okay. But um, they can connect with me that way. I love it. Well, Miss Paulette Harper, I just want to thank you so much on at, at the Red Door. I think your knowledge and experience and the fact that people can really connect with what you're saying is going to bring people into hopefully their purpose for 2020 and beyond. Um, it's so critical that we talk about, you've been talking about, and I, and I know for myself too, the spiritual practice of our voice and our lens. And here you're talking to us about how to put that on paper and get that out. Mm-hmm. So I thank you so much for your time and your energy let us know again what the um, your Facebook is and, and any last words that you have for us. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, on Facebook, uh, you can find me under uh, Pastor Paulette Harper. On Twitter, Paulette Harper. On IG, it's Paulette Harper. And um, and so what I would like to um, really offer you, your your listeners is a free gift. And so that free gift for those of, uh, of your listeners who want to, you know, who aspire to be an author, uh, my free gift is a little mini course on how to write, publish, and market your book. And so those that uh, make contact with me via email and they reference uh, listening to this podcast in the subject line, I will send them a PDF of a uh, mini course entitled how to write publish and market your book uh 30 days to launching your your uh your book so you know community do you hear that you need to you need to send miss paulette right today <laughs> right today i right heard today. you at the red door so yeah that course so yeah they can get started it's january mid-january and you need to get started and it's nothing better than to get started with knowledgeable information 
Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Miss Paulette. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time and your energy. And again, I am so thankful for our connection and the reconnection that we are making uh, and, and looking forward to really looking at what I want to do in regards to, do I need to publish my own book too? So I'm definitely going to be coming to you. Okay. That sounds real, really good. Well, thank you, my sister. I appreciate thank being you. on. Of course. At the Red Door, appreciate you with the community as well.